Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Up to 90. Welcome to Welcome to Up to 90, the podcast. Come here. How are you, Mrs? Good. I'm just chilling. A little bit of Ellen. Um... Ellen is in the pipe. <laughs> you know me and the Ellen pipes. I can't leave them alone. I'm mad for me, Ellen pipes. Um, the family don't like oh. them. First thing in the morning, I just whack them out. Uh, just to say as well, like any time anyone has the audacity to remind you that Ellen means elbow in English. Please just just give them a quick back slap just for me. I mean, honestly, quick backhander. Jesus. I just, every time people remind me that, I'm like, I know. Ellen means elbow. You played with your elbow. I get it. Jesus, this is like, I'm not even joking. This is brand spanking new information to me. Oh, is it? Okay, so make, do you know what? Maybe refrain from giving someone an automatic backhander because they could just be helping a girl out. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90 with Emma and Julie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, like, I did not know this at all. But... Um, I don't think I've actually ever seen an Ellen Pipe up close. Uh, they're quite, you know what? I, like the thing with the Ellen Pipes, there's the odd, there, there is, you know, there, there is the odd player out there and you think, yeah, it is a lovely instrument. But it's, it's like they say about the bagpipes. I mean, there's something off with an instrument whereby if you miss a note and you're like, I'm so sorry, I totally messed that up nobody has noticed it just all sounds the same yeah well I noticed that anyone that I know that's mad into this music and wants all this music to start kicking off at a wedding or whatever they're always jarred all the time you're not whacking that on when you're in the car going to work at half eight on a Monday morning just come on but the, but the only thing I will say, because I have to say this, because we do have some diehard traditional music fans who listen to this podcast and they're completely normal people. They're friends of mine. They're totally normal people. Mm-hmm. They're not constantly pickled. OK, I just want to say <laughs> I just want to say that much. Okay. But I mean, there is kind of this new phenomenon, I suppose, of trad mad young people. Like, I think trad is kind of cool now, Emma. Is it? 
I mean, I say cool in the same way I, you know, I say things like everyone listens to Roger and Grace and that. Like, I mean, look, maybe I'm just in a, in a bit of a niche at the moment. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I think more people are into it. Well, I haven't, I haven't heard Ella or her mates mention anything about trad. Um, come here. I was very impressed with the fact that Molly the cat, it turns out, she her life continues to mirror art. Sure, Amber Heard defecates the bed as well. Everyone's shitting bed these shitting beds these days. Who's who's crapping in the bed? See that we Molly shat the bed. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I discussed this in the previous episode. So it turns out sure Amber Heard is shit in the bed as well. That's what I'm saying. Who's Amber Heard? Oh, you don't know Amber Heard. So Johnny Depp's ex-missus. You know what I mean? Yes. Sorry, Witcher now. Witcher now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I just think she's such a trend. Like, trendsetter 2020. And then I I did have to have a bit of a giggle. I know it's all very serious issues being discussed at this libel trial. But I was reading something there the other day and they were saying in a text message, Johnny had referred to Amber as Amber Turd. <laughs> like, it has to be done. It ah, has to has be done. It has to be. But like, how could you not? You, I think it'd be suspicious if he hadn't called her that, wouldn't it? Like, it's just, it's an absolute must, isn't it, really? I it think, is. like, if someone, like, if someone pisses the bed... It's not great. Like, it's, it is not great. But you're like, okay, piss the bed, whatever. And obviously there's different scales of pissing the bed. But to shit the bed, that's something else. What are you eating there? Are you eating something? Sorry, I'm no, I'm not. I'm opening something up here because I have an, ex, an exciting gift that I received in the post today. So I just want to thank a listener. So that's why it's kind of crackling. It sounded like water or something. What is the gift? Tell us. Um, okay, do you know what? I'll just say it very quickly and then we'll go back to the podcast. So this is truly lovely. Okay, yeah. truly lovely. We've a lot of plastic, as you can hear. Sorry, just going to get it out. So we have this gorgeous, gorgeous listener in Canada hmm. called Janice. And we love Janice because she's a JJ. Yes, like myself. I know. So Janice James. Yes, I know Janice, yeah. And she sent... Really cute. Janice is in Canada. She sent tiny little baby mittens oh and a little God. baby hat. We have the best listeners in wow. the whole fucking world. That is so How nice. How cute is that? It's so nice. And then we have a little card, really cute card, and it says, Julian Fred, congratulations. Seems like a very underwhelming word Word went when talking of a new baby. You will feel things you never knew possible. All the best, Janice. And then she said, I can't take the credit for my art. My little one was happy for you too. I mean, she gave, like, the little, like her little baby, her little child made a homemade card. Like, do people, do people this nice actually exist in the world? I mean, how amazing is that? That's so nice. Janice, thank you so much. And I'm going to put a big picture up on my Instagram, but I just wanted to say it at the top of the podcast yes. in case Janice fades out and she's busy living her best Canadian life as the podcast goes on. What I've learned is if we have something important to say, to say it at the top. That's very true, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So thank you so much, Janice. Big love. Thanks a million. And when did you're, that, you're so sweet. When did that arrive? So the postman delivered it to my lap. Um, <laughs> now, it was, it was actually... 
It was actually last week, but I didn't realise it. So the post had been delivered, but apparently Fred has a postal section in the house, which I didn't know existed. So I'm after finding a ton of surprises now. He's been st- he's basically been hiding my post on me. Oh my so God. it's been there for a while, but we thank you, Janice. Thank you so much. He's hiding the post. He's giving you the oh, prick. He's, just, he's hiding the post. He's, given, he's basically Patrick Bergen in Sleeping with the Enemy. He's just, it's all, it's all coming to light now. Um, but no, he is very good. And to be honest, you know, when you look at Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, you think, my God. I mean, I thought I had some bad relationships in my time. But Jesus, all the shit is hitting the fan. Pardon the pun. I'm sure, like, what age is Johnny now at this stage? Oh, too old for this, for this shite, shite. Isn't Let it? me tell you. Like, it's, and then even today, when we were going into Tralee, like on the radio, they were saying that the next week now, or it could be this week, they're bringing in his former flame, so Vanessa Boudi and Winona Ryder, like, just enough Winona Ryder. I mean, Christ. come on. Like, how long ago was she with him? Like, 25 years ago? I mean, for a like, while. Are you like? Are you coming in? Are you coming into trial, a libel trial, testifying on behalf of somebody's character, somebody you knew twenty five years ago? That's like the girl I sat beside in *Needs Our Biology*, saying, "Listen, I'm in court. Would you? We always gone on well. Would you mind just rocking up and telling like these people, like none of this is true? Sorry, what?" Oh my god. Johnny's fifty-seven. Like, come on, Johnny. But you're how old's Amber? Yeah, well, see, this is the problem, you see. She must I be. I think like, Amber's already turned. Yeah. So I'll just look her up there now. Um yeah, so that's that's the latest. Amber Heard is thirty-four. And Camira, did you see the thing with uh Jada? Pinkish and Will Smith. Oh, did I watch? On the oh red my table. god! Shout, I have to say, shout out to my GBS, Eamon, who left me a nine-minute audio yesterday. <laughs> and I mean, I would say seventy-five percent of it was discussing this topic. Tell me, you okay? Lay it on the line, Emma. What do you think? I think basically what happened was that they had decided to split like you know wasn't a big discussion but had like okay well you know let's take some time and then that she got with this fella August like fairly quickly like very very quickly and there was even a hint that maybe there was something going on beforehand and Willa kind of said well look you need to go and figure out what you want she went Mm. off with August and then that all went kind of a bit shit. She was like, oh, what am I doing? And then they kind of gradually got back together. But I, I got the impression from the bit at the the red table or whatever the fuck it's called that they hadn't really properly spoken about it since it happened. And she was told. Oh, no, there didn't seem to be any, which I didn't understand because I know Jade is all about keeping it real. But I just think I'd keep it real, but I might have a quick chat in the green room over the fruit platter. Yeah. Like, look, can we just actually have a run through of what we're going to It actually did really feel like this was very, very much like a fresh, raw, new conversation they were having. And then you see the thing is as well that like she was talking about 
this like this was completely in their past and this was years 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 ago sure she had him on her show like in 2018 or something so she was saying like, yeah oh, we I mean, haven't not- spoken to him in years like this is just crazy why he's bringing it up it's not that fucking long ago like no, and when no, you're an L one, like we are, like we are L ones, but she's an L one as well. Like a year and a half ago is fucking nothing. When oh, someone said years ago, you're thinking like five plus years, aren't you? If somebody said to me years ago, I'd probably be thinking about eight mm. at this stage of the game. You'd be thinking it would have had to be like if you said to me, "Oh, I knew this girl," and this is years ago. I'd be thinking you're talking about like uh, college or, you know, somebody you you worked with before your most recent job or, you know what I mean? Like there's some sort of uh, distance in time and distance in terms of like where you're at in your life then and where you're at in your life now kind of thing. Do you know that kind of way? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I I think... I like I personally I just found it all a bit gross the way everyone was piling on Jada and Jada was trending on Twitter and yes you know everyone was like it comes back to think you don't know what their relationship status is like there has been rumors for a long time that they do have an open marriage yeah you know and who's to say whether or not that is true but it really did. I found it kind of uncomfortable. I know we always bring it back to this, but it did feel a little bit misogynistic the way everyone was pining on her. The one thing I will say, I suppose the fact that he was so much younger and she did frame it as that, which I thought just was maybe a bad way to frame it, that she was talking about maybe that he had a lot of issues at the time and that she was kind of healing him and he was healing her. And then this, as she referred to, like this entanglement <clears throat> happened. So I think just when you're that bit older, you do, I mean, let's face it, if it had been a man of that age saying, well, you know, this young girl, who was a friend of my daughter's, um, you know, he was going, she was going through a lot of stuff at the time. You know, she had addiction issues, she had different shit going on. And I just wanted to heal her. And then she wanted to heal me. I think it would probably be a little bit disconcerting because you're thinking, well, that person might have been, A, there's a massive age difference. And now they're all adults here. So there's nothing, you know, there's nothing like illegal or anything going on. But if a young person is in a vulnerable place, it does colour it a little bit differently. So that bit didn't really sit right with me. But at the same time, I just hated the way everyone was just going for her on Twitter. I just feel like she would have been better off not getting well on that she because she was the only one talking and he was just going, mm-hmm, well, really, mm-hmm. yeah. So I whether mean, well, he's not over the fact that she was with someone else and they broke up and it happened so quickly. If maybe like and like you know you know yourself. Well, Will, like, Will looked Will looked like a bloke broken man. I mean, he he looked like somebody in pain, and that was really hard to watch. Yeah, and sure, you know yourself. Like people can say in relationships, well, sure they weren't with each other. She was free to do what she wanted, and of course, if that was the case, she was free to do whatever she wanted. But people can still get upset about shit that happened when you weren't together. Like you know the way, but he, he didn't seem like he. Either he hadn't talked about it properly with her or he wasn't over it. So I feel like she would have been actually just better off 
just using someone else as the vehicle to have the chat because she was just doing all the talking and he was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think, I, I yeah, and I do think, like, again, just to reiterate, like, this man, the August, was, a, you know, he was, like, in his 20s. He was an adult when they embarked upon this relationship. It's just, it's just the way she framed it that he was going through a lot of shit and you do think of being in your early 20s and you just you don't really have your shit together in your early 20s either. And I mean, he has spoken about the fact that he was really in love with her and it was a serious relationship. So there was genuine feeling there. But I do think as well, especially because he was young, it, it was a shame that she came out and denied it. That was her first reaction mm. was to just deny, deny, deny. And I mean, you see, you're never going to have a leg to stand on then yeah and you see the thing is as well like now say obviously touch wood this is never gonna happen but say like if I say I got into a relationship now with somebody who was in his early 20s to him it could be a serious relationship but like sure it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same to me because like say like like her you're coming from a place where you've had two kids with somebody and then you're you're also become a blended family as well and just because you're seeing somebody and you're kind of expressing emotions it's not going to be as, it's not going to be this serious in the way that you talk about a relationship being serious so even at that stage they would have been together like no. 20 years or something no and you see that's it that like again it comes back and to she knows that too, like yeah when people are in two different stages of their lives like regardless of gender but like when you're younger you do fall harder generally mm. because you know you're in it you don't have as you say like you know we can all look back now at this point and say well okay you know if my serious relationship ended tomorrow I'd probably have another relationship at some stage like you know you you reach a stage where we bought this isn't our first rodeo Whereas when you're younger, you are going to feel that bit more because you're young and you do fall harder. And it doesn't matter whether you're a guy or a girl, like that's the case. And I think, you know, she probably, I mean, realistically, if she's straight out of a marriage, she probably, you know, I mean, I'm sure there was genuine feeling there. You're saying she was out for the ride. Is that what you're saying? No, not out for the right, but you could say that, like, maybe he, I'm just presuming here, like, maybe he fell a bit harder for her than she did for him. Like, she obviously had feelings for him. There's no question. Yeah, but she couldn't have, but she couldn't have been completely open. She couldn't have. No. I mean, you couldn't when you're coming out with a mar- out of a marriage that's over two decades long. And then, as well, I do feel then, you know, in me, you know, I suppose her immediate response being that he was a liar was just a bit unfortunate because then people were just not going to get on board with her side of the argument, even though it's qu- quite possible. Like what she's saying is totally true in that they had broken up. So therefore she wasn't betraying anyone, but just to kind of deny it from a hilt. It, it I just know. Was, uh, kind of a bad move. I kind of feel like it's either say nothing or just actually just say the complete truth. But then I'm like, uh, does she just like some of this stuff I'm like does she just do this for the publicity you know that kind of way well I, do, I mean I don't know I, I mean she's feel, been in the game you know, long enough now at this stage hasn't she she would she would have a fair idea what's going to cause a stir yeah. or whatever 
Well, I feel as well what was uncomfortable to watch was the fact that, what, as you say, Emma, I feel that they haven't worked through this as a couple because Will's face, like, his pain was visceral. Yeah. Like, even when she referred to it as, I got into this entanglement, and he's like, an entanglement? I know. I actually was so uncomfortable watching it. I felt like we were sitting at their kitchen island <laughs> and they're just kind of ch- talking this through for the first time. I, I, oh, it just, it was, it was too much. And the son, Jaden, would be skulking around being real fucking annoying and everything. He's just t- oh, totally God, annoying, is, isn't he? Who, and like, Jaden is just, is there, if you like Jaden, can you just get in touch? Because I just feel anyone I speak to, it's like, oh, Jaden. You I can mean, imagine the two of them I trying just... to have a chat, as you say, at the kitchen island. And Jaden there at the counter trying to make music with penne pasta or something. And you're like, Jaden, could you just fuck off for five minutes, love? Play, like, just leave the music. There, it's not, It's not your thing. The career is we get look. Let Will we, let Willow Willow had, have, let Dad at it. That's all grand. You'll get yeah. the odd acting. Willow bit. had the hitch. Okay, Willow had whip the hair. Okay, we know it still know, stings. Yeah. But that's her thing. Yeah, she's had. She's you know she's had a few hits. Leave her. Will, yeah, and Willow like again seems like a, Willow seems like a really likable young woman. I mean, Will, I'm not saying Jaden isn't, but as you say, music clearly not for him. We're not quite sure what's for Jaden as of yet. <laughs> Starring in his father's films, not quite for him. I mean, I just still can't believe, like, he, like, the pursuit of happiness, given that that was his dad, and I still couldn't buy it. I was like, no, I just feel there's there's a miscasting here. I'm not getting the father-son relationship at all. I mean, I'm sure Will for the last few years has been leaving brochures for various business courses in Jaden's room. <laughs> Just Accounting. Do Maybe that could be your thing, Jaden. I know. He'll definitely, he'll definitely, he's going to have to get into like, okay, he's not going to do Rob. Data input. He's not going to do Rob Kardashian and like start with the socks or something, but he's definitely going to have to get into the bit of music management. And if he needs to do it by doing the false course first, grand. But oh, do you remember Rob and the socks? I thought, do you remember that series on the Kardashians when he had one job, which was to get to Europe to pick out the socks? <laughs> for his sock line and Chris has got him on speaker and he's you know on the piss with (laughs) Scott and he's like look I can do the socks next year and she's like you just need to pick out the fabrics Rob oh Jesus and then it's cut to the talking head and Chris is like I love him but I worry about him sometimes and you're like yeah you should because the socks the stocks are not happening, Chris. We're all worried for him. You see, the problem with Rob is that he hasn't got the wish to be a likable pisshead. Do you know what I mean? If you're yeah, a pisshead with I a mean, certain amount of wish, like it's obviously going to run out, but it'll get you know it'll get you to a certain point in your twenties, possibly early thirties. You know what I mean? If you're witty and you're kind of Make, still making people laugh. People will accept a lot, but he wasn't that witty. So people are just no. like, oh, well, I mean, I think sake, if, you're, if you're hanging out with Scott, I mean, you know, you're just, you're just going to, yeah. I mean, you're never going to shine if you're hanging out with Scott because sure, everyone loves a bit of Scott. Ah, yeah, no, the man's hilarious. 
But and I chill. I but I'm saying that I do feel for Rob because you know I think we all feel for Rob, given that he has been asked to hold the camera at family functions <laughs> for about I'd say 15 years now. No, Rob, you take the picture. Okay. No, Rob, could you just could you just take the picture? Um, but yeah, I, I know. remember I that d- one where they're on the tropical holiday and Rob's just running away from them all for no reason. And I just, well, there was obviously a legitimate reason, but you know the way the camera's filming him just running <laughs> and the whole family are like, where's Rob going? What's wrong with Rob? And then it's got to Kim. So she's like, so I look across and it's like, Rob is just like running, like running away. And like that was just such a moment. It was a pivotal moment for Rob because he was quite literally running away from the whole. Yeah, it was the beginning. The it was the beginning of the end, really, wasn't it, for him and that show? But I don't. I I know what you're saying about Rob. Like you'd feel a little bit sorry for him, but I don't have those kind of feelings towards Jaden now at all. But as far as I'm concerned, Jayden... he can fuck off. But Jaden just comes across and always has done a super, super entitled. But can you imagine like Jaden being in your gaff or something and you having to cook him dinner? I say he's the type to be like fucking constantly banging out, fucking banging out a tune on the kitchen table. Like, oh yeah, tapping. In your yeah. face, fucking eating straight out of the pan. And like, what is that? And you're like, it's fucking boiled potatoes. Boiled potatoes? I was just about to say, I could imagine him like holding up a salmon turn and saying, what is this? <laughs> you and the fucking like, salmon n- turn. Honestly. Yeah. Well, sure enough, two guesses what was on the menu this evening. A fucking salmon turn, of course. Like, it could be anything else. But no, I mean, he, yeah. No, he is that child. Or like, do you know, he'd be the type of child because we had a mutual friend years ago that um, uh, basically one of the girls, they came home and the friend was was with them and the mom was just like, do you know what girls, just today now, I, I just, I can't deal with kids at the moment. So I just need you to hang out in your room or something. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later, the friend, like bear in mind now, all these girls are 16. We're all 16. We're all young. Yeah. And the girl went and sat the mom down and was like, listen, I just will say the mom's name is Rose. Right. Rose, I just want you to know I didn't like how you spoke to me a couple of weeks ago. Just let's have a chat about it. And Jaden would be that type. Oh like he'd call God. around the kitchen and you'd be like, oh God, I'm really sorry, but Jack isn't here now. And he'd be like, no, I don't want to talk. To, I want to talk to you. Okay. I just didn't like how you spoke to me. The other day, I just it didn't wash with me. Jesus Christ! Do you know what I was saying to Shane the other day about uh, you know other people's moms, right? When I was obviously younger, this wasn't last week, but when I was um, like primary school, but like not like a little little kid, right? I went off somewhere like Glendalough or something like with this family. They like. All the kids packed into the car and it's like, oh, do you want to bring Emma along? Do you know what I mean? Because I would have been the kind of kid that would have been, the parents wouldn't have minded taking me as the guest. Do you know that kind of way, right? Yeah, and seatbelts weren't an issue then. No, so you no, could squeeze everyone, as many kids as you wanted into the car. Yeah, no, nobody gave a shit, right? So we're on the, we're well on the way home now and we're close to home. And the mom says, she goes, she's fancy a McDonald's. 
And me and Shane had just been talking about, like, back in the day, if someone said that to you on the way home from somewhere, like, you'd lose your shit. Like, that was not a frequent occurrence. You were like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, hooping and hollering the whole shebang, like, really, really excited. And I'm fucking so excited about this, like, fucking revved. And she turns around and she says something like, I'm only taking the piss, you ticks. And drove past McDonald's and started please laughing. Please tell me, please tell me this woman, her kids were taken off her immediately. No. Oh, that's really fucked up. Why would you say that to kids? Like I was, I was just like sitting there going, what the fuck kind of monster is this woman? Like she did that as a joke. As a joke, Julie. You see, this is the problem. If you don't get them sorted with the open mics early on, they start doing this kind of shit to their own kids. Well, this is it, yeah. But other other people's moms, it can be a bit of a minefield, can't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just... I mean, like, I just think other people's moms, it's so funny because generally you just, you have a certain dynamic with your own mom, mm. which works, but that's not going to apply. Obviously, you can't apply that beyond the family unit or you'd be in court every single week. Like, it just, you know, like, it just doesn't work. But sure, I can remember even when we were very young, like, we were only in primary school and my cousin, I mean, it just says it all about our family dynamics, by the way, but my cousin... <laughs> turned around who's like she's great like she was always very precocious little character I mean she was blonde like I need I say more she had gorgeous blonde hair so she got away with a lot right that ginger cowlick over here didn't get away with you know what I mean but I can remember her saying we were talking about like a, a, a girl that we both knew and the mother was just you know, the mother ran a B&B and this girl had been grounded for something like a month for leaving her runners in the bathroom. And like, we were just running wild. That Like, as per was the summer, running wild. And I just remember sitting in the paddling pool and my cousin saying, but why, why doesn't she just tell her mother to just fuck off? I don't understand. And I just, to me, that just summed up our relationship with our parents. Like, we could not, like, she was, like, grounded. Like, just go out the fucking door. Just tell her, fuck off. I am going out. Goodbye. And, I mean, I think we were only, like, nine or ten. Jesus, but, yeah, like, for but a it is, month. it is that thing of, like, other people's, other people's mams. It's it's just, it is a complete minefield. Oh, yeah, or the friend, the friend, Judy, that tells her mom all the shit you're up to. And the two of them sit there fucking gas-packing about you all and judging you and, like, mm, she's going to live to regret that oh, decision. Well, yeah. well, they're the fucking well, worst. Was, they're the one. Well, there was always, yeah. I always had the friends who, because I was a very shock horror, a very bad decision maker as a teenager. So I would always have the friends who'd be telling their moms stuff like, oh, you know, like, uh, you know, is it okay if like you don't have respect for yourself and you're just saying yes to anyone who wants to shift you, even if you don't even like them? And the mom's sitting at the edge of the bed being like, oh my God, no, I can't believe you do that to yourself. And the friend's like, no, it's Julie. She's always doing that shite. <laughs> it's just, it was always out. I found with my friends, it was never, it was, <laughs> it was always airing my dirty laundry. Oh, yeah. Uh, one girl in particular is slow this shit. She'd tell her mom and her younger sister 
talking everything about everyone else. And then she'd make out that she was but it's deflection, with... yeah. Oh my god. It's just it's deflection. It's like, is it okay to raid your parents' drinks cabinet, even though you know some of that drink is really expensive? And the mom be like, No, that's so wrong. I can't believe No, it's Julie. She's always doing like I think it's wrong as well, ma'am. What are we gonna do about it? Let's bring her, ma'am. Let's do that. Fuck's sake, it's just too much. Yeah, look, pure, pure deflection. And sure, then there was the the phenomenon of the <laughs> the cool moms. And at the time, we're like, this is deadly. The way the mom just wants to hang out with us and come clubbing with us. <laughs> and it's only two decades later, and you meet the friend, and they're like, yeah, like mom, she went, she got dried out, like she got, <laughs> she got some help. But at the time, like you'd be going home to your mom, like watching Carrie in the rocking chair, being like, you need to, you need to get a life oh, yeah. you need to live that's what you need to do well we did we didn't have any mams hanging out with us but we definitely had we definitely had like the older brothers who say we're the same age as my brothers getting us drink when we were far too young to be having drinks oh. and at the time and you, you know, thought they were so cool and then like it didn't take that long you're like oh my god what the fuck are they doing with their lives? Like, if, of course, now, if it's a brother, you know, who's like in the year ahead or whatever, or, you know, is like hanging around, just that's completely yeah, different. Yeah, but the brother in the early 20s and he's like, <laughs> your, your friend's like, oh, it's grand because, yeah, Graham said he's going to get us drink. Oh my God, so cool. Graham, tell us more about the music engineering course you're doing. Yes, I'm in my final year. Wow. Oh my God, are you going to get a job? Like, what are you doing, Graham? What are you doing? Hang you can out. legally drink in a pub. Like, that was always such a... I mean, we didn't perceive it as a red flag, but, like, the people who could legally drink in a pub, but they were choosing to hang out with, like, underagers. I know. When you look back at it now, you're just like, what the fuck? They were choosing <laughs> to drink Wicked with a ginger cowlick. Like, what the hell? And then the friend come back and be like, is it okay, like, you know, to accept wickets from, like, one of the girl's brothers? Are you doing that? Oh, my. No, Julie. <laughs> Julie keeps saying yes to the wickets. <laughs> and I can remember a friend of mine, this is, a, this is the last one, um, a friend of mine when we were quite young, her mother discovered she had Bliss magazine. Oh, yeah. Now, what was the one? What was the one with the really saucy? Uh, sugar, was Like, it? problem page. It must have been sugar. Yeah, yeah it wasn't Bliss. Bliss is a bit tame, I think, yeah. Yeah, so it must have been sugar, but she was found with the sugar. And she said that it was my sugar that I had given her. And I'll never forget, the mom said to me, and you're sitting in the sitting room and you're sitting on like a doily or something and you're there in your cycling shorts. And she was like, Judy, um, I know about you giving, we'll call her name, we'll call her Rebecca. I know about you giving Rebecca the sugar. I just want you, know, to, once you, want you to know that once you destroy innocence, Judy, you can never take that back. <laughs> And your one was like, oh, I'm so sorry, just going to tell her it was my sugar. I was like, I have now been labelled an innocence destroyer. So she thought you were grooming her daughter, essentially. She basically, like there was there was an unseemly tone to the conversation. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I, <laughs> and I was sitting there and she thinks I'm like giving her daughter sugars left, right and centre. Uh, totally fucked up. 
Oh, Chinook, totally fucked up. Do you know the way we were talking about, um, like before on the podcast, about me writing the letter to David Schwimmer? Oh, yeah, because you had his, you had the address book, David Schwimmer, yeah. Hollywood, L.A., yeah. So my mom and dad are cleaning out their gaff. And do you remember I was showing people the call card collection in my file of acts? But in the address book, right, I had, like, people who I was actually in school with at the time. So I had, like, Kira Kelly in there and I had Yvette Kennedy and stuff. But I also had um, Phil Babb. And I had uh, I had Tom Cruise in my address book as well. And um, I had all these like football players and stuff, right? And I shared on I shared on um, Instagram and a girl I went to school with was like, oh, I think you got all those. She's like, I have a feeling you got those footballers addresses from me. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I'd say I did. I was like, she remember you got the letter back from Roberto Baggio. Do you remember Ber- Roberto Baggio? With the ponytail. No, but the name is ringing a bell. Yeah. So is Italian football player. So she came into school one day and she'd written a letter to Roberto Baggio and she came back with this really cool, like, official-looking letter. And Roberto Baggio had written her a letter and, you know, the signature at the end. And it just looked really cool. So I think that was one of the, the things that inspired me to try and start writing to celebrities. And I was like, oh, yeah, you and your Roberto Baggio letter. And she goes, oh, my God, Emma. She's like, that was a fake. She said, my friend and her brother pranked me and delivered this letter to me and let me believe that it was from Roberto Baggio. I mean, of course this man hadn't written her a letter. No, but you see, it looked really authentic. And even I know, like, with lots of people like that, you know, you'd get, you would, they'd have people who would have, back in the day, would have responded to fan mail. So they just throw in an old, like, you know, copy of a signed picture and some, like, generic letter. So yeah. it would be kind of believable. But she was like, oh, they did like a prank. So they sent her this letter, let her get all excited about it, go and tell everyone in school. I think she even like showed it to the teacher and, you know, all this big oh, fucking oh, thing. Look, the teacher, you're making a beeline for that teacher instead. There's no question she's showing it to the teacher. And the teacher's like... Give me this, like this is going to burn a bit of time. And then she's all excited about it, whatever. She thinks Roberto Baggio is her new fucking pen pal. And then the friend and her brother's like, ah, psych. Isn't that like the cruelest thing ever? She was like, you know. Psych. Well, I mean, psych was just. I'm not saying they said that, like, but they probably did. That's the worst part of the story that they ended it with the psych. (laughs) I think it's probably up there with, you do look back. I mean, it's very cruel. It's probably up there with pretending you're taking a bunch of kids to McDonald's, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I I still think that one tops it, but. Um, yeah, I, well, it's kind of, it's I like, not that this is primary school kids. This is what I can't get over. Like, it's shit enough to do to a car full of teenagers. But primary but you know, school speaking, kids. Speaking, like, what the fuck? Like, you're really not, you're really not robust enough no. in primary school to handle that shit. <laughs> I, but I am, um, I'm just going to get the charger here so there might be a bit of music in the background because Fred's doing his thing. Hi, Pet. Sorry, I'm just on the podcast, so don't say anything too incriminating. Not that he ever does. I'm just going to get, hold on, I'm just going to get the charger here. Don't mind me. Just podcasting. 
podcaster. What music is he doing? Right. Is this, is he doing? What music are you listening to, Pesh? I'm listening to... I've got my headphones my in My Bloody Valentine, My Bloody Valentine. Nice. I mean, I wouldn't mind a bit of Selena Gomez every <laughs> once in a while. Um, but do you know what I was just thinking there, speaking of pranks, it got me thinking about, do you remember, was it Howard or Jason from Take That? They were doing the prank calls, this 15 year Oh, yeah, I think it was, um, uh, it was Defo Jason, I think, yeah. I think it was Jason because I had a massive crush on Jason. And at the time, I was really, really jealous of him playing along with these 15-year-old girls. So I think it was Jason. But you look back now and you're like, what a dangerous, a dangerous game you were playing. <laughs> He's like, like it the, 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 text, the, the, the text of the conversation was basically like, oh, hey, we're like... 15 and we're just calling people and Jason's like I like calls <laughs> like he wants them to stay on the line it's just so dodgy isn't it because it's all people oh. are still trying to wrap their heads around that a 15 year old teenager is a child they're still having trouble well, with that one and you know what was another thing <laughs> Just, it's just, it's too much. It's just like, oh. They really want to say, do you know what they want to say? They want to say, and they they just, they can't be honest with themselves. These people that have a problem with calling 15-year-old girls, girls, they want to have it distinguished. Was she prepubescent or what was, that's what they really want to know. They're not concerned about the age. They're like, what did she look like? Has she gotten booze? When it comes back to... That's all we they want have, to know. We did, yeah. We did touch upon this before, but it does come back to the old thing of, like, the, I think we talked about that space. There seemed to just be somebody, somebody with, like, their only job at the Daily Mail consisted of staying abreast of all these female teachers, having, basically abusing their male students. Oh, yeah. And as we said at the time... This thing of, oh, he was 15, but he, uh, their only defense being, but he was tall. <laughs> like, no, that is not a defense. I, he is still a child. He's just a tall child. Fuck's sake. And Kamir, what was the case that you were telling me about recently? I totally missed this. Oh, yeah. So this does, this leads in very nicely. So our friend Janice Jay from, from Canada got in touch and was like, oh, girls, this case was massive in the 90s. I don't know if it was big over there. I think North America really, like, they, they expect too much from us. Like, as if we had anything more interesting going on than this in the late 90s in Ireland that we were like, we're not even going to touch that story. So this, do you remember your one Mary Kay Eterno? Basically, she was this teacher Man. who became this total tabloid sensation in the late 90s because she had an affair. Like, this is just crazy, even by modern day standards. And we have so, like, we've heard so many more stories similar to this. So she started an affair, wait for this, with a student when she was a teacher, when he was 12 years old. 12 years old. <sighs> Jesus. I mean, her, yeah. So she basically, the, she uh, abused him, obviously. She then went on. So she had two kids by him. Basically, the first time round when she went to trial the first time, he was 13 and she was pregnant. 
So she gave birth to a little girl. She was then released from prison, which a lot of people thought was ridiculous. She only served a few months, but they released her from prison. So he's actually looking after this child, by the way, this daughter. He's released from prison. Yeah. So he's released. She's released from prison. And they're like, look, okay, we're releasing you on parole, but you have to stay away from him. Shock horror. A few months later, what happens? She's caught having sex with this child in her car. By the way, she's married and has kids and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So she is caught having sex with them again. And guess what? She's pregnant again. So she goes down, obviously, for years and years and years. While she's in prison, this 15-year-old child is raising two little girls on his own. Oh, my God. And then, basically, she's obviously released from prison at some point. They then went on and got married in 2005 after she had served her seven-year prison term. And they have, now they did split up for a while last year, but they did remain married. And then this week, it kind of hit the news again. Now they would have done a big TV interview and stuff last year. So I would have watched that and a lot of people would have watched it because obviously this is like a case that just continues to just baffle people. But yeah. she then died of cancer this week. So again, it was in the news again. And a lot of people were like, I can't believe they're still married. So they were technically, like they were still married. They did have a brief separation at some point, but they they, they were still married right up to the very end. But just crazy. Oh my gosh. Like it's Yeah. She was she was 34 when she began a sexual relationship with this child in 1996. And he was either 12 or 13. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and even even though they went on to get married, that like that obviously was to say it was an abusive relationship is understated the century. And it's so sad that, you know, it's so sad that obviously, you know, it must have been mass. Imagine how confusing it was for that 12 or 13 year old child that his first sexual experience is with a woman in her mid 30s. Oh my god. Like yes, like yes, they went on to get married, but I mean in my mind if like it was still that can never negate the fact that this was an abusive relationship. Oh my god, Judy, there's just like so many questions. Like where were his family? Well, you see, this is one of the things. So his family, he came from quite a dysfunctional family background. So that was one of the things that was very much like held against this teacher. who's of course, supposed to be a care, like essentially like, you know, in local parentes. And she's taking advantage of this child who was clearly in a coming from a very vulnerable background. And she originally met this child, which I think is so freaky as well. So weird. I mean, weird isn't even the word. Like, so disturbing. She originally met him when he was eight. And then four years later, she built up this relationship with him. Was driving him home one day and he asked, could he kiss her? Which I just think is so heartbreaking. And she claims the relationship started from there. So he then was left 
looking after these couple of kids. Now, he did then have help from his extended family. I think he had a grandmother and stuff. He was helping him out with the little girls. Right. But sure, he went on to have all these. He said he suffered from depression. He had, obviously, like addiction issues, which is hardly surprising. He became an alcoholic because he was trying to deal with being a teenager, having been in an abusive relationship and being a single parent of two girls. I mean, it's just, I feel real scabby complained about McDonald's mom now. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is it. I mean, she wasn't Mary Kay Eterno, that's for sure. <sighs> oh, my God. It's just so bad. And I can't believe as well that they kind of like did the interviews and all the rest of it like. Oh, yeah, they did that. I mean, even in like, 2018. Which is not change your names. Like, okay, obviously, she, it's completely fucked up. in the same community. No, like, I'm sorry, but if you were that, like, if your she situation was that time. fucked, wouldn't you just, like, change the names, move away, never talk about it to anybody again, spoof to the kids about what age dad is and what age mom is. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was, and you know what? It was. It shows how innocent I was because I can remember all this happening in 1996. So I would have been like maybe 12, but I can remember her defense at the time. So you know, it was obviously on TV. It was a very big deal. Um, but her defense at the time was that she suffered from bipolar. Oh, okay. And Grand. it was the it was it was the it was the first time that I had heard the term bipolar. Yeah. So. It it actually took me years to kind of deprogram. Like I associated being bipolar with this kind of behavior because this had been her defense. And it took me years to actually re-educate myself and realize what being bipolar actually was. This this is the first time I remember that was just something that, you know, even that came back to me this week when I, I heard that the, this Mary Kay Letourneau had died. But like the fact that she was using that as her defense, like think of the millions of millions of people who suffer from bipolar and she's using that as, an, as a defense when she's 34 years of age and she's having sex with a 13 year old child. And the fact that she got pregnant so quickly on both counts, just oh, it, it's just the whole thing was insane. God, and you'd love to know her, like, what's her history? Do you say she was married? Did she have other kids? She was, she did. She had a few other kids. Her dad had been like this kind of really conservative um, Republican, kind of a, like, he was, I mean, he was a California state senator and a congressman, so he was a politician. And then she had, like, she met this guy, Steve Letourneau. She had, you know, four kids with him. She did say in 2018 when she, they did this big interview herself and Vil Falou was the same and he's a Samoan American. So his family are originally from Samoa in the South Pacific. Yeah. Um, but she would have said in 2018, well, I have a really good relationship with my four kids from my first marriage. And to be honest, like her kids brought with Falou, who of course is would have been the child in question here and is now obviously a grown man, is you know, he's like 36 years of age now. But like the kids seemed very like the girls seemed very well rounded. It seemed like a loving family unit. But you can't take from the fact that 
even if they are married I just I just feel so I feel so sad for him yeah like this has been his life and I'm sure I'm sure he feels that he does love her you know but I just I just think that can you really have an adult loving relationship when that is the beginning of your relationship I don't know like what do you think no I just think he can't no not at all no she she abused and groomed him for years I, I'm reading yeah and I just I think the fact that his whole you know I know at 36 he still have a lot of living left to do but his whole teenage life his whole ha- adult life has been defined by his relationship with this woman I just think is so unfair I know now she has passed away and I'm sure her family are grieving and are very very sad and of course like that makes you know you, you wouldn't wish that up you wouldn't wish grief on anyone it's the worst but the the whole thing was just insane. Oh my god! But they did that for a while, though, didn't they? They don't seem to do so much. But it was definitely a buzz in the nineties that people were just like, "Well, gotta be the bipolar." They did tend yeah, to do that a, a lot. Well, there was a lot. There was a lot of miscon. Like there was a lot of misconceptions about it. Um. So yeah, bit of a bit of a d- ending on a dark story there. But sure enough. <sighs> Still very, still very interesting. Keeping a comedy, keeping a comedy. Comedy, comedy. Okay, hang on. Right, so our latest patrons. Do you know what I'll do? I'll just do the latest five. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Okay, the latest five. We've got Shauna. We've got Steph H. We've got Sophie M. We've got Eilish K. We've got Emer F. And we've also got, hang on now, I'm going to scroll down. Okay, we have got Luke N and Kate O'D. Guys and gals, thank you so much thank for you supporting so much. us on the Patreon. We're having great crack over there. It means so much. It genuinely is just deadly. So we really, 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 really appreciate it. Well, it keeps us and going, Julie, so doesn't it? Because we said that we'd see how we're getting on by Christmas, wouldn't we? So it's keeping us going. Oh, are we? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had said that, that we kind of reevaluate the whole podcast thing at Christmas, but this is definitely, it's going in the right direction for us. So we're delighted. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I know. I didn't think we were telling the masses that, but sure, look, it's good. Look, well, mommy, I'm in a very mommy honest and daddy love you. Yeah. Okay. Mommy and daddy love you very much. But no, like, please don't start panicking and messaging us now saying it's up to 90. Like, no. But what we're saying is we just wanted to get the Patreon to a certain point. Yes. And it's go it's going in the right direction and that's why we're super grateful to people. It's turning um, I feel like we have to cut to a clip now. I feel like we're doing a bit of a a, uh, a telethon where we need to cut to a clip. It's like it's like Bob Geldof. Don't mind the fucking address. <laughs> like that, yeah. Just don't bother posting it just okay. The girls. Let me the girls. Okay. Don't mind the address. Time. Just just give us the three dollars a month. Four extra episodes. She you can't go wrong with that. Um, uh we'll be doing an extra episode this week. We haven't decided what it is yet, but sure we'll let you know. Always go crack. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Julie J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. 
This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.